You're listening to the What The Fab podcast, where empowered women empower women through candid conversations, inspiring stories, and tangible tips. I'm your host, Elise Armitage. I'm a digital creator, and I left my nine to five job at Google to chase my dreams of being an entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get into some real talk. Hello and welcome back to the What the Fab podcast episode number 50. I can't believe we're on 50 episodes already. Time flies when you're having fun. This episode is an exciting one. It is my third income report. So you guys know if you've been listening for a while now, I did an income report from all of 2021 and it was met with so much excitement just about the transparency around um, my finances and just lots of encouragement and enthusiasm to keep it going. So I did another one for Q1. I decided to make these quarterly. So I did my Q1 income report and now we're wrapping up that first half of the year and we are going to chat about my Q2 2022 income report and my business's finances. Before we get into all that, if you could take a second to rate and review the podcast if you have not already, but you've been enjoying the episodes, I would so, so appreciate that. And be sure to hit subscribe through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform it is that you listen through. So let's go ahead and dive right in. I want to start with a quote that I just saw yesterday and it really resonated with me. It's by Gloria Steinem. And the quote is, one of the ways that women are kept poor is to tell them that money and power are unfeminine. Damn, that hit me in my core. That really hit because I feel like talking about my business's financial numbers in such a public way has definitely felt like a lot of masculine energy. I've had a lot of insecurities around like, what are people going to think? What are other people in my industry, which is, you know, mostly women, what are they going to think? Is it coming across as egotistical? You know, all of these kind of like questions and uncertainties. And I'm sure there are people that think that, but these episodes are not for those people. (laughs) These episodes are for other female entrepreneurs that want to get inspired by and learn from these specific lessons and things that I dig into in these episodes, breaking down my numbers. And I know that for me personally, listening to other people's income reports for their businesses has been so interesting for me. And I've learned so many different things of like, oh, I could try this. I could try running Facebook ads. I could try I could open up this whole other revenue stream. And I think now more than ever, and we will get into this in this episode, now more than ever, it's important to diversify your revenue streams. So with that, let's break it down. So my Q2 profit, so Q2 would be April, May, and June of this year was $62,361. So that is my total profit. We're going to break it down as per usual, look at the different revenue streams because things have really shifted and changed with my business. And that's intent. Well, some of it's intentional. I could still use a few more brand campaigns, but a lot of the growth in my other revenue streams, that's been very intentional. We're going to break that down and we are going to also take a look at my expenses as well. So first up, let's actually, let me take a step back. Let me just like chat about how I am feeling about that number. So if you listened to my Q1 income report, my Q1 income was a little over 76k. And that's less than I made in Q1 of 2021. So I was feeling kind of like it obviously 
I'm proud of that number. It's a really solid number. But I also, because I've kind of set this precedent of I'm sharing my numbers with you guys, I'm like breaking it down. There's kind of this like internal pressure for every quarter to get bigger and bigger, for every year to grow, for those numbers to continue to grow. And that's just not sustainable or reasonable or realistic. And so I kind of in Q1 had these feelings of like, oh, I didn't you know quite make as much as Q1 of the previous year. In Q2, I didn't make as much as Q2 in 2021. But I'm feeling really good about that number, that 62K number. So in Q2 of 2021, let's go ahead and compare, I brought in 83K. And so I'm a little over $20,000 less than what I brought in in Q2. And I'm okay with it. I took Q2 to launch my SEO course. So we're definitely going to get into that. And I'm setting myself up for other revenue streams that are going to help me supplement the lost revenue that we are seeing as influencers and content creators across the board when it comes to sponsored brand campaigns. So a quick comparison and a breakdown of these numbers. Let's take a look at sponsored brand campaigns. So just over $32,000 of that 62k in revenue was from sponsored brand campaigns and a bit more of whitelisting, which is something that I'm noticing brands are starting to invest more in. And so that's almost half, a little more than half is has come from sponsored brand campaigns. But as I've mentioned in my other financial report episodes, I'm actively trying to grow other revenue streams so that I'm not as focused on and have all of my eggs in the Instagram sponsored content basket. And so when I look at my Q2 from last year, sponsored brand campaigns made up $71,850 of that 83k in Q2 of 2021. And so so looking at that, it's like, holy cow, we have had, my business has had such a shift and I've been able to, even though I only, only, you know, I'm putting all in air quotes here, I only made $32,000 in brand campaigns this quarter. I still made 62 k in revenue because of these other streams that I've been working on and opening up. So it is starting to pay off. Thank goodness, because brand campaigns are definitely not what they used to be this year. We are definitely seeing a slowdown with them. And like I said, we'll dig more into that in a minute. So 32,350 were from sponsored brand campaigns. And like I said, I am noticing that brands are starting to inquire about whitelisting a bit more. And my theory for that is across the board, everyone's reach on Instagram is just getting pushed closer and closer to zero. And I think that brands are realizing that and they're starting to think of, okay, if we have an influencer that's creating this content, they're posting about it, but their reach is being diminished, how can we help boost that reach? We can do whitelisting, we can put some of our ad budget behind that. So definitely something to be aware of, to include when a brand sends rate or asks you to send rates and you can let them know, here are my whitelisting rates rates and kind of encourage and facilitate that conversation because I think it's something that more brands are open to, which is great. And then my next largest revenue stream was ads from Mediavine. So I made $11,661 from Mediavine in Q2, which is awesome to see. Um, I have been making consistently over $4,000 a month. However, 
in April. I did, my site was down for a couple of days. Um, so I didn't cross over that $4,000 threshold. And I was really, really upset that I was basically feeling like I was bleeding money for those few days when my site was down. But you know, it's all part of the name of the game and being a content creator and having a website. Sometimes shit goes sideways. And I'm still really excited about that number because it's only going to grow from here, especially as RPMs continue to increase throughout the year as we get into that Q4 and my traffic is continuing to grow. For comparison, last Q2 in 2021, I made $7,286. So seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, that's $4,000 more this quarter. That's a 60% increase. And that my RPMs have remained pretty much the same. That is due completely thanks to my SEO strategy and doubling the traffic on my site from last year compared to this year. And so yeah, that's working for me. I am absolutely leaning into content creation for the blog, writing more blog posts, leaning into my SEO strategy that's clearly working. And I have some big goals for the website this year and traffic because I'm like the more traffic that I'm getting, the more I'm making from Mediavine, the more I'm making from affiliate links. And yeah, so very, very excited to see that. I feel like last year with Mediavine, it was like, okay, this is cool. Like, you know, a couple, one or $2,000 extra a month. Like, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't I do that? But now it's like, okay, like over $4,000 a month. Yeah, that's like turning into a real salary. And the fact that this is all recurring revenue, this is all being generated from posts that I've written in the past just encourages me and motivates me to continue writing more content. And this is exactly what I teach in my new program, Six Figure SEO. So I go through all of my SEO strategies, but then also like what are kind of what have I seen to be the smartest ways to monetize your site. So you're getting like that sweet double dip of Mediavine ads or AdThrive ads, whatever ads platform you want to use. Those are the two that I recommend and affiliate links, you know, and potentially additional brand sponsors, like how I go about doing that. And so if you are interested in learning more, you can check out my free webinar. It's whatthefab.com slash webinar, and it's going to go into all of that. And you'll also learn more about the course as well. Next revenue stream that I'm really, really excited about is, of course, Six Figure SEO, my new flagship program. So we launched that in June and it was a doozy. <laughs> Launching is hard, but it was super exciting. We did the live webinar. We had students signing up live with us. We had some more enroll since then. And it's just been really exciting to see. I do have certain expenses related to the course. So I have a partner that I have a revenue share with. And on the platform, you know, there's all of the processing fees, credit card fees, you know, different kind of like variations of that, depending on if they are paying in US dollars or I have some students that are in the UK. And so there's like conversion fees, all these little things that you don't think about when you're like calculating how much revenue you're going to make. But altogether, that launch brought in for me $10,890. And you guys, I mean, I, I said that launching is hard. It's also like super exhilarating and just really rewarding to see students going through the course and like learning from it, taking that knowledge, running with it. But when I did the webinar, you know, the webinar teaches a lot. We go into a ton. Um, of like everything, basically like here are all the steps you need to take. And then if you want me to hold your hand through it and show you exactly how to take these steps and you know what order to do and the strategy, then you're going to want to sign up for six-figure SEO. And so 
We wrapped up the webinar and I hopped off and Omid knocks on my office door and he comes in and he's like, how did it go? And I literally fell to the ground and I Kim K ugly cried because <laughs> it was just like so much built up pressure and like, are people going to buy it? Are people going to like it? Is the webinar going to go well? Like it's live. And then to have people buying it live was just, it was wild. I mean, it felt like I made over $10,000 in a day, which clearly I didn't. I mean, technically, yes, I did. But like, clearly I've been working on this course since January, finished up recording the course in February, March, and then from there was working on the launch strategy and the marketing of the webinar, the actual webinar itself. So it was like a half a year process, but yeah, just a lot of emotions and like very overwhelming on that launch day. And now it's all about figuring out how we're going to market it going forward. We're going to try running Facebook ads to the webinar. We are looking for affiliate partners and JV, joint venture partners. So really excited about all of the opportunities there. But just to have this brand new revenue stream is really exciting, something totally different for my brand and my business. And I just feel like, you know, I definitely made the right decision to invest all of this time creating it because now I have it, I have the webinar, I have the course, and we can do different things with it. And I think this is just the beginning for that revenue stream. I am so thrilled to announce that my flagship program and course, Six Figure SEO, is now available, and we've just enrolled a new cohort of students. You can check out my free webinar at whatthefab.com slash webinar. It's called Three Steps to Creating Passive Revenue from Your Blog and how SEO is the secret to a six-figure recurring revenue stream. So in this one-hour free masterclass, you'll learn how to take back your time and get off the content creation hamster wheel. I know we all want that. You will learn the five best ways to monetize your website to create passive revenue, whether you're a blogger, service provider, or sell a physical product. We also get into the top three biggest mistakes that bloggers make on their website when it comes to SEO. Here's a hint. You're probably making them right now, and we'll get into how to fix them. And we get into so much more. We packed so much, just a ton of knowledge into this free webinar, and it'll teach you how I've used SEO to turn my blog into a six-figure recurring revenue stream and how you can do the same. You're going to learn a ton from it. I know that people who have joined the first live webinar learned so much, and like I said, we packed a lot of information in there. You'll also also get a taste for what you can expect from my course, Six Figure SEO. Plus, there may be a very special offer inside the webinar when you watch it. So head on over to whatthefab.com slash webinar, sign up, and we'll see you there. Okay, let's get back to the show. The next one is affiliate links. And in Q2, my website brought in $5,426 in affiliate links. Now, my affiliate link reporting is a little bit funky right now because I have two affiliate partners that have not been paying me out for my commissions for like months. We keep getting like errors with my bank getting hooked up, um, particularly booking.com. I am not very pleased with them right now. There's like thousands of dollars that I should be paid out um, that just like we keep getting errors. So I take that one with a grain of salt, um, but it definitely is growing from last year. And like I would say 99% of those commissions are coming from my website because of my SEO strategy. I don't post on like to know it a whole lot. Um, I don't really do a whole ton of affiliate links on my stories on Instagram. I do some, but like knowing that these 
affiliate links that are on blog posts that were written maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I see people continuing to search for things that are bringing them, bringing these posts up on the first page of Google. They're clicking through, they're buying things. And so again, it just motivates me to continue to keep creating content that is shoppable, that is aligned with my SEO strategy because it's literally just a snowball effect. And then the last bucket I have is like miscellaneous. So that would be things like IG Reels bonuses, my preset sales, um, you know, a quick, a short, like one-on-one coaching, consulting gig, that was a little over $2,000. So that's the full breakdown of the 62K from Q2. And let's talk about expenses. So I had $21,052 in expenses, and most of that was contract labor. $17,713 were contract labor. And so that is my content manager who sadly just took a new position as a social media manager at a different company. I'm really happy for her. It's a full-time gig with like Benny's 401k, all that good stuff. Um, she's been with me for three years. Um, the first half as my intern and then the second half as my content manager. So that's a big transition for my business, but that was a big chunk of that contract labor. And then we also have a couple of interns. Now we have one who's really focused on writing. She's a really strong writer and and that's one of my focuses for the website is just like keep creating content that is going to rank and continue driving that traffic. And then I have my virtual assistant. So that's kind of a breakdown of my current team. Um, I'm looking to replace my content manager that is leaving. And so we're kind of shifting things around. And then the other $3,300 or so of expenses comes from just like software. So like hosting for the website, Dropbox, Tailwind, those subscriptions renewed during this quarter. Things like, oh, also kind of under contract labor, I guess, would be like Chloe Digital. They're a little bit of a mix of consulting and um, technical support. So total expenses, 21K, bringing my net profit for Q2 to $41,309. That profitability percentage is 66%, which is really good, but I prefer to be more in the high 70s. And so I'm looking at Q3 and kind of thinking about shifting some things around, especially with like our contract labor and my support team, because I kind of have this, I'm trying to look at it as an opportunity, even though I'm going to miss Anissa, my previous content manager so much. I'm looking at it as an opportunity to kind of refresh how I structure things and like really take a look at things and see what's necessary, what makes sense, and prioritize for the second half of the year. So... Some lessons learned from all of this. I almost feel like I need to do a separate episode that's all about how I'm preparing for the recession, like as a content creator, because as content creators, none of us have been through a true recession yet. And like, I think that it's coming. I, I know that we're hearing a lot about it. I know that no one can like predict when and how deep of a recession it is. If anyone tells you that they can, they are lying to you. But we also know that everything is cyclical. The economy is cyclical. I mean, inflation rates are insane. Prices for gas, I mean, don't even get me started. One of my girlfriends in LA is like, I just paid $7 a gallon. Prices at the grocery store, like everything just is going up and up and up. And that can only last for so long. Anyways, I feel like I need to do a proper episode about like kind of how I'm thinking about things and the steps that I'm taking. However, in this episode, I do want to talk about diversifying revenue streams and how I'm thinking about navigating a 
potential recession. So I'm seeing it across the board. I have spoken with my consultant at Chloe Digital. I have talked with a lot of my blogger friends. Brand campaigns are not as frequent as they used to, sponsored brand campaigns, and they're not paying as much as they used to. And I mean, just looking at those numbers, like that data is pretty wild. 32K in brand campaigns this quarter compared to almost 72K in brand campaigns Q2 in 2021. And it, like I said, it's across the board, no matter what size influencer you are, how many Instagram followers you have, your engagement rates, people are feeling it across the board. I've spoken with some of my blogger friends that have huge, huge followings on Instagram and really fantastic engagement. And even their reach is getting pushed down, their story views are getting pushed down. And even brands that work with them with like their massive following and their engagement are becoming dissatisfied with their ROI and their results. And they're vocalizing that to them. And so I'm like, okay, if brands are becoming dissatisfied with these partnerships with blogger friends of mine that I know have far higher reach and stronger engagement than I do, I don't have a whole lot of hope there. So I am just being realistic. I mean, it's definitely a little bit scary, but I'm also like, this is good for me to like come to this realization and prepare my business for this because things are changing. And we've been saying for years, like Instagram is not going to be it forever. And I think we are in the thick of those changes happening and brands realizing that their dollars that they're spending on Instagram campaigns are not getting them as much ROI as they used to maybe five years ago. And so things are just shifting and they're changing. And if you are going to be an influencer, a content creator, have a digital business, like things are going to change. And that's just part of life and part of your business. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Flowdesk is an incredible email marketing service provider, and they are the platform that I use for my email campaigns for What the Fab. The platform is so intuitive and easy to use. It's very drag and drop. And best of all, it's aesthetic AF. The templates are beautiful, and you can easily add your own brand colors to it to make sure that your emails look and feel like you. I used to use MailChimp back in the day, but after trying Flowdesk out about a year ago, I was in love and I know you will be too. You can give Flowdesk a try for 30 days free. And if you want to keep them, which I know you will, you can use my referral link to lock in a 50% off price at $19 a month and lock that in forever. You can get this offer and try it for free at whatthefab.com Flowdesk. And that is spelled F-L-O-D-E-S-K. That's whatthefab.com slash flowdesk. I can't wait to see what stunning emails you create. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So with that realization and acceptance, what do we do about it? I personally, I mean, I'm going to like bang this drum forever, but like my SEO strategy and driving traffic to my website has been an absolute game changer for me. And opening up these other revenue streams has really like balanced things out. Yes, I made a little bit less in Q2 this year than I did last year overall. But if I didn't have these other revenue streams, if I didn't have ads on my website and making, you know, decent money from affiliate links, from the traffic on my site, if I didn't have six-figure SEO, like subtract all of those things. And if I only was relying on sponsored brand campaigns, I would be at that 32K in revenue mark for this quarter, which is not a, you know, quote unquote, bad number. But compared to last quarter, where I brought in 83K in Q2, that is a huge drop. I mean, you know, 
$50,000. And as influencers and content creators, like our businesses, of course, they're going to like shift and evolve and some quarters are going to be bigger than others. But thinking about how I have adjusted my life and how my lifestyle and how I'm living and what I'm spending, we have never spent outside of our means. We've always lived within our means. That's been super important to me. And you know, I've never had credit card debt. But obviously, as Omid and I have made more money over the years, so too, our spending has increased as well. We bought a house, we're like doing house projects. You know, there's a lot going on, we're going on fancier trips. So if I this quarter had made $50,000 less than Q2 of 2021, I would have really had to reel things in in terms of my lifestyle. And so fortunately, because I have opened up these multiple other revenue streams and diversified Q2, even though it wasn't like a bang out, like breakout quarter for me in terms of revenue, it's still a very comfortable number. And it wouldn't be that way if I was only relying on sponsored brand campaigns. And so if you're listening to this episode and you are currently relying mostly on sponsored brand campaigns for your revenue, This is your sign to start diversifying your revenue streams. I think the easiest way to do that is to learn SEO and drive a ton of traffic to your website. You will never regret having a ton of traffic that is targeted on your website and being captured in your email newsletter. You can monetize that in so many different ways. I talk about this in the course, but having ads on your site is a big, big one. I really didn't realize until a friend told me how much you could make from ads on your site because I was used to like Google AdSense, which pays literal pennies, but other platforms like Mediavine and AdThrive actually pay really, really well. And you know, you can make six figures and up with those ad platforms on your site. And, you know, I'm going to give you some tough love here. I know that we all have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. It treats us like dirt. It doesn't show our content to people. But then we always come back to it and we're like, well, what if I try this? And like, if I do more reels, then will the algorithm love me? Like, please love me. And it's like, honestly, it's getting a little pathetic. We all need to wake up and realize that we need to move on. And Instagram for the foreseeable future, of course, it is still going to be an important part of our businesses, but it cannot be the end all be all of our businesses because when a recession hits, we are all, if that is our only revenue stream, we're going to be just like woefully underprepared to survive that. And so even though Instagram gives us that dopamine hit when, you know, For whatever reason, that day, the algorithm decides to show our stories to more people. And we're like, ah, my views are up. Like, maybe everything's going to be okay. And then the next day, it's like, cool. Like, nobody saw my stories. I'm back down in the dumps again. It really is like an abusive relationship. (laughs) I've had this conversation with a lot of blogger friends of mine. And so if you're feeling that way, know that you are not alone. Versus when I'm focused on creating content and blog posts for my website and just like seeing that traffic continue to grow and build. Oh my gosh, like so rewarding, very exciting, even though it is not as sexy as posting on Instagram, like, you know, SEO, researching the keywords, writing the blog post, doing all that back end stuff. Yeah, that might not be as exciting as posting like a cute pic of myself on Instagram, 
But seeing that money starting to roll in and then continue to recur month over month, year over year, that is very, very exciting. So again, take this as your sign. If you haven't started to diversify, really lean into that. It's super important. There's definitely a recession coming. And not that ads and affiliate links are recession proof, but again, diversifying that is the key. So we'll see if and when this recession hits us, we will see where the RPMs land from ads on your website. They are certainly going to take a dip. I mean, when I, (laughs) when the recession or when the pandemic happened, I think RPMs were down to like $5 versus like right now in July, for me, they're like 30 something. So certainly that is a big dip, but it did even back out and, you know, pretty quickly, I would say like a few months in. And obviously with affiliate links, people in a recession are going to be shopping less. So like certainly those things are also going to take a cut. But by having multiple different streams of revenue, we're just going to be in a better place to ride that out. The other thing that I'm thinking about is like, what can I work on during that time when things are shifting, when brand campaigns are potentially like drying up because budgets for marketing are usually what's cut first. What are the things that I can prioritize that are going to be helpful for people and helpful for my business? And for me, that is continuing to promote six-figure SEO, the course, because other bloggers are going to have downtime too, right? Like they're going to be kind of sitting there twiddling their thumbs because they don't have any sponsored campaigns to be shooting. So what a perfect time to learn SEO and start working on that for your website. So I will definitely be promoting the course. And I'm going to be, and this is a lesson from during the pandemic and the lockdown, I'm going to be creating a ton of blog posts for the website. During the pandemic, I was just like, who wants to write about top 10 things to do in Cusco or read about that when you're stuck at home in lockdown? I just really lacked the motivation to create content for the blog. And I'm cutting myself some slack because it was a pandemic and none of us had been through that before. And it was just like wild and I was feeling all the feels. But now that I have been through that, I'm like, okay, when this recession hits, I will hopefully, I will not be wallowing in self-pity. I will be producing content that eventually is going to rank on the first page of Google and drive more money and revenue through my website years to come, years after this recession is over. So those are the things that I'm thinking about right now. And I don't mean to be all doom and gloom for this Q2 income report, but I think it's important to talk about. I actually don't see a lot of influencers talking about this right now. I've heard like little kind of like grumblings about it basically, but I think it's important to prepare and to be thinking about it. So That's why I wanted to chat about that with you today. So that's it. Those are my numbers. I mean, we're kind of (laughs) like getting these income reports down and busting it out. But the other thing that I wanted to touch on, and maybe I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is this idea that these are just numbers. They're not something to be scared of. They're not something to be envious of. These are just the numbers. Like I'm literally looking at them on my screen in black and white. So these are the facts. These are the data. And what I do with them is up to me. And what you do with them with the information that you can learn and pull from them is up to you. I'm not sharing these numbers because I want to be like, look at me. Aren't I so great? I personally am actually not satisfied with these numbers. 
But as I mentioned in my last episode, number 49, if you haven't listened to it yet, I did 10 lessons learned over 10 years of blogging. There is no point in playing the comparison game. So if you hear these numbers and you're comparing yourself and you're like, I'm not making that much and like feeling bad about yourself, there's literally no point because I can turn around and take these numbers and compare it to somebody else and be like, well, I'm not making near as much as them. So that is not what these episodes are meant for. If you're doing that to yourself, please stop because it's literally pointless. What I would prefer and hope for is that you're able to take something and run with it for your own business. So like if you haven't started to diversify your revenue streams, start today. If you didn't realize that SEO could bring you a ton of traffic and make you a bunch of money through Mediavine and affiliate links, start looking into that today. I will put a spot for my webinar in this episode so you can hear a little bit more about it. But that is my hope for these episodes, and I'm hopeful that there is something in here that you can take with you into Q3. And I don't like talking about a potential recession, but again, I do feel like I need to do a separate episode that's like all about it and how we can prepare as influencers because we've never been through one as influencers. And so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But overall, I am working on personally with my own money mindset and my own feelings of self-worth. I am working on not feeling so, so tied to my business's income and equating that with my own personal self-worth because it's kind of the same thing with like the comparison game like there's truly no point and Omid and I have been having a lot of conversations about this as well and there are other things that I want to focus my time and energy on that make me feel good but that don't produce income for what the fab and if I'm so tied up in focusing my self-worth on my income and I'm only thinking about and doing things that are producing revenue for the business is doubling my revenue success if I am completely doing away with the other things in my life that make me feel happy, make me feel good, other things that make me feel fulfilled besides my business? I don't think so. So I'm really focused on my vision for my life and how I want to feel. And that doesn't include beating myself up for not making $83,000 in Q2 like I did last year. So it's been an interesting evolution and like journey as I'm doing these income reports. And at first, like when I did the Q1 income report and I was feeling kind of down about my numbers, I was like, oh no, like should I continue doing these income reports? Am I putting too much pressure on myself by sharing these numbers and feeling like, oh, people are going to think XYZ. People are going to think my business isn't as successful because it's not growing. And I do feel like I have just over the last six months, or actually no, it's not even six months. It's the last quarter quarter, I've been able to shift that narrative a bit in my head, which I'm really proud of. And I'm going to continue working on that. So that's it. That's my Q2 income report. And like I said, I hope that there were some learnings in there that were useful for you. If you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast yet, I would love it if you could do that on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, snap a screenshot, tag me. I'm at WTFab on Instagram. And lastly, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will be back again next week. 